Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here for season two, which is coming towards the end of season two here of bizradio.us. I want to thank all the listeners, aka the V team, for downloading the podcast. Everybody is giving me great feedback. We've reached over 2,000 downloads. We're five episodes away from 100 episodes. So I am so excited for this momentum going into season three in the fall. But today's show, I'm excited because this guest is a friend of mine and a client of mine, and it's also her second time on the show. So this guest is the executive director for an amazing nonprofit, Sisters Caring for Sisters, whose vision is to eradicate disparities in maternal and infant mortality by providing education and doula services to families who face financial barriers and stigmas by building sustainable community capacity and connection. This guest is also a certified birth doula, a certified breastfeeding care counselor, a Lamaze trained birth educator, and a certified peer support specialist for mothers with substance use disorders. Today, this guest is reporting out of Raleigh, North Carolina at the Capitol to keep pushing for legislation and all this good stuff for maternal health. So I would like to introduce Miss Cindy McMillan. Welcome, Cindy. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for fitting us in your busy schedule. Cindy is stumping with the legislators in the Capitol building. I'm so (laughs) proud of you getting bills passed. I'm just... I don't know what to say. I'm just like, I didn't even know that that could happen where you could just create a bill. So I would love for us to just jump in for you to tell the listeners first about you and how you helped found SC4S. But I definitely want to get into what you're doing in Raleigh today. But let's go ahead and just tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um, Well, I am um, a mother of four and I'm in the process of adopting a three-year-old. my work is kind of driven by my own birth experiences with my children. Um, my oldest is 26. My youngest is about to be 10. And then I have a 21 and 13-year-old. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. And then my parents moved me to Florida, um, me and my siblings, when I was around 14. And um, did a couple of things in Florida. Like, that's why I attended college. And then I moved to North Carolina um, around 2011, 2012, and this is where I call home now. So currently, I reside in Charlotte. My home is in Charlotte, North Carolina, but um, so I operate um, with SC4S from Asheville all the way out to Gilbert County, the Greensboro area. So we have a total of around 34 doulas on our team that 
um, operate in, in the Bunchman County area, the Forsyth, Winston-Salem area, and um, Greensboro and Mecklenburg County. Wow, that's huge, Cindy. And so, Cindy, how old is, as we call Sisters Care for Sisters, SC4S, how old is SC4S? And I mentioned a little bit about the mission, but how did you even stumble up, you know, to become a doula? Because I'm sure that's not something that you thought you would do when you graduated from high school. Oh, no, I never even knew a doula <laughs> existed. Um, <laughs> uh, myself and the two um, other co-founders, when we were... We were in community um, engaging with other community organizations, and we were, we started like around the picnic table. They would come like every week, and we would talk about things that's going on in community. And we were invited to um, hear a Dr. Arthur James speak about the the infant and mor infant mortality and morbidity rates. And um, we had never heard of it before, so this was like a conference we was invited to, and we went. And when we heard the numbers and the disparities and in, in inequities in healthcare for, for women that look like me, black and brown women, we were like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, we had these experiences when we was in, you know, going through our childbirth, you know, the, uh -huh. the, with our kids. And we were like, this is a thing? Like, we didn't uh -huh. know that these stats were how they were for the whole United States. And it was a thing like, what can we do? How can we support um our our community our moms our kids and um we were offered to be taught a skill and this skill was to be a doula we didn't know what a doula was but after we heard what a doula was and a doula the five pillars of a doula is we provide emotional support physical support evidence-based informational support family and partners support um advocacy and you know last and most importantly is preservation of the memory um so when we found out we can we can be trained in a skill that was non-medicalized, that we can be like that bridge because we know that we didn't trust medical systems, we still don't, how we can be that person to understand and be able to relay that message back to the community because we realized there was a big gap in how information was being disseminated, uh -huh. especially on something this important. Um, so in 2016, we started doing the, we were trained and we started doing the work and we were just out here. We see individuals on the, on the, at the bus stop pregnant. We'd be like, Hey, you want to do that? I know that's right. <laughs> and I shared with Cindy listeners that I had a doula when I had my son eight years ago. And I honestly feel that that doula helped save my life. That doula was an advocate for me. I also had a traumatic labor. I needed a blood transfusion. I was able to deliver my son with no drugs, completely natural with the help of my doula. But, you know, Cindy, to your point, I had no idea, like the doctors literally come to catch the baby. The nurses are just checking your vitals in and out and you're by yourself and nobody looks like you and nobody's talking to you. So it was amazing to have my African-American doula that reminded me of like a big sister that was comforting to me and my husband who never had a child before, didn't know anything and really had an advocate. Um, and I know you guys do even more, you do things leading up to the pregnancy. What are some services that I guess, Cindy, you didn't realize either probably until after you've experienced some of these things having your children, but what are some of the services that doulas provide that a lot of people don't realize? Well, I know that, you know, some people or individuals have heard of a doula, but doula work was actually um, 
promoted and pushed as a luxury service. So you have to come out of pocket to get a doula. There's no way you can afford, um, especially women like me or my community, mm-hmm. can afford to dish out two, three thousand dollars for someone to come in and support you in that in that space. Um, but for us, it became a life saving skill. It's mm-hmm. um, life saving work because, like you said, some of the things that we're able to um, offer our clients, like birth support, postpartum support, extended postpartum support, lactation education, childbirth education, um, nutrition. We walk with our families through different type of resource connections. We don't just give them a piece of paper and be like, hey, call this number and see what they can do. We actually go with them. We wow. go into the home. We check on them. We take those midnight, 3 a.m. phone calls. Uh-uh. They can't sleep and they just want somebody to talk to and ask question, you know, answer the questions that may be of concern that sometimes when you go to your provider, those the providers may not have time to answer. You know, they're, they're on the time, mm-hmm. time stamp too, you know. You, uh-huh. Your doctor's visits, you, you're trying to disseminate so many questions you've accumulated for so long and then you get in there and it's like a deer in headlights. You forget everything that you thought you were going to ask. <laughs> yes. So your doula is there to like help navigate those conversations to make sure some of the most important questions that you have or concerns are addressed. And we never, ever give our own opinion. We help you navigate your own thought process. We promote self-advocacy as well as like SC4S. We advocate for the work. But with our families, we want to make sure that they have the power in those spaces. Uh-huh. If they have the, the voice, if, they, if it's a procedure or something that they're not feeling comfortable with, they know which questions. And we help them craft and navigate those questions to ask so they're, they're heard. They uh-huh. felt like they was a part of this experience and things are not just happening to them, but they have informed choice. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think people don't realize that they do have a choice. And it's interesting to me, Cindy, I want to know your thoughts on why do you think that it was pushed as a luxury service? Do you think an intentional agenda with big pharma, you know, like healthcare, like we don't want you to be able to birth with a doula? Because I just don't understand why that just wouldn't be provided. Um, I think it's primarily um, the end, the way it was started. I don't, I don't just say that it was intentional, but mm-hmm. I know that the things that we learned in the training, it could have been utilized in communities for like a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. Like this, this skill is is unbel- it's unbelievable. It's phenomenal to say the least, because you realize everyone needs support. I don't care in what area, especially navigating healthcare. Um, you know, we have community health workers, we have um, social workers, we have all these individuals, but when we look at systems, doulas are not part of a system. Right. These are things that we are, we are um, called upon by our clients. It's not someone assigning us to them. Uh-huh. They choose. It's, it's everything from the beginning of operating with a doula is your choice. How you want to engage, what services you want. Um, how how frequently you want to be seen by your doula. So it's actually all built and navigated to meet the individual's needs and not checking off the checkboxes. I know? love that. 
I love that. And before we talk about this big event that's coming up this Saturday, the first annual Black Maternal Health Fundraiser, so you're currently in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is the capital here. And I would love for you to share with the listeners what you've been doing with trying to create bills and just getting the word out about maternal health. Yeah, I'm so in Raleigh right now. It's advocacy week. So we're advocating for um, the Mama Bus Bill. I don't know if you know a lot of individuals heard about the Mama Bus Bill here and that's um, being pushed throughout the United States in legislation and as well as in North Carolina. Um, so we're here, you know, trying to make sure that anyone that's that's not on board kind of get on board and know how mm-hmm. important this will be for the work for maternal health in a whole. We're also advocating for the um, SC4S and Mama's Village Fayville and Mama Inc. We are some of, well, three of the leading organizations in the state for community-based doula work. So we're advocating that um, we be recognized, community-based doula work be recognized across the state and that we are able to move and operate to train more doulas across the state and and actually be paid for the work, equitable pay. A lot of community-based doulas, you know, you have doulas who are private pay, like I said, this is a luxury service. So if you can afford to have a doula, you can afford to pay out of pocket. We're advocating for insurance companies and, and um, payers to provide a pathway for doulas to be trained, not just trained, but paid equitably for the work. That's been a big issue since we started. You know, when you're crafting and we're spending so much time with our families, a lot of doulas have second jobs, other jobs, uh-huh. other family responsibilities, and they're still taking the time out to support families and community when this is where they want to place their focus. But the pay for this type of work is not, um, it's not sustainable. sustainable. It's yep. not sustainable. And um, some of the rates that have been put out there, like, you know, $600, $800, even $1,200 don't equate to the time that some doulas spend with families. Just think if, if you're pregnant, right, and you, you come in at 20 weeks and you connect with the doula and every week until you deliver, you meeting with your doula or conversing with your doula two to three times out of the week. Then the labor, your labor could run from 18 hours to 20 some hours. Your doula's with you. Yeah. You know, and providing physical support. That includes massage, comfort measures, conversations. Like, so the drain and the strain, and they, we love this work, but the fact that we're not taken serious as far as how to structure our, the pay for us to be able to do this work, because we know that our um our our services does change lives change outcomes change birthing experience we can take a traumatic birth experience and even if it's not the birth that the client may have ideally wanted for themselves they still walk away satisfied because they feel like they had a, a choice in that situation they had a, they, they knew all the information nothing was hidden from them uh-huh. and they could say okay i wanted to a, a natural vaginal birth. I ended up in a cesarean, but you know what? I was so supported. The, the providers let me know every step of the way. My doula was right there with me. My partner was right there with me. I just felt loved. Yes. In the process. That, that holds way more weight than having someone come in and you just 
hooking them up, doing things to them. Nobody's speaking or letting them know what's going on. It's half information. You're going in an operating room. They're nervous. They're scared. And you're still not telling them what's going on. And nobody's there to support them. A whole different birth experience. Wow. So, yeah. so this is how we're, we're here, you know, getting the word out. Make sure we, we inform them what a doula does, the differences between a birth doula and a community-based doula. And um, we have now um, designed, there was a bill passed, um, not passed, but filed April 3rd that SC4S was written in about maternal, maternal health, um, being one of the organizations to receive um, um, certain funding to be able to train more doulas in the state. And um, then we were also um, pushing for another bill just to be a part of the NC Community-Based Doula Council that is being um, set up in the state as well. So that's, that's really exciting, um, actually getting the work that we do recognized on the state level. And, yes. and because it's so new, like, you yes. know, you have something new on the, on the scene, but this is not technically new. Right. It's just new when we're talking about Medicaid reimbursement, Medicaid mm -hmm. expansion, making sure that any family makes sure they have access to these services, especially in the rural areas um, that is, is really hard to get to and making uh -huh. sure, hey, look, we're fighting for you guys too over here. We want to make sure we have some doulas trained out there that you can lean upon that knows your community. That And, and that's the thing with doulas too. We, we're geared towards each other's community. Every community right. looks different. Right. So, you know, I can't take a doula up out of Asheville or Buncombe County and take them over here to Charlotte because our dynamics <laughs> are a little different. You know, right. making sure we all adapt to our communities and have the resources that we need, the trainings we need to be able to support our communities in the best way, our families in the best way. That's wonderful. And Cindy, before we let you go, because I know you're busy um, stumping with the other legislators and those that are um, doing the advocacy work, but we know that this Saturday coming up, April 29th, 2023, it's the first Black Maternal Health Fundraiser that Sisters Karen for Sisters are having. So please let the listeners know where this is taking place at, who's the special guest, and how they can support if they can't come, if they want to give a donation, just give the whole spill for this event that's taking place on April the 29th. Yes, this is SC4S's first annual Black Maternal Health Fundraiser. It's going to be held um, April 29th at Highwire Brewery from um, 5 to 9. Please come out and join us. You can find the information on Eventbrite. You can also go to um, our website, social media, um, Facebook, type in sisterscampusassistance.org. Um, and please, our guest speaker is Omari Menard. He's from um, the Hulu documentary, Aftershock. And also in this documentary, if you haven't seen it, please do. It's uh -huh. talking about maternal health and it, it gives you a, a, a real good glimpse in how families are affected by this maternal health crisis, losing a loved one, losing a partner right after childbirth and on a preventable, something that was preventable. Somebody just listening to you um, can go a long way and it's costing us lives. Black women is costing us our lives uh -huh. because we're not taken serious in those spaces. So Amari is gonna come in and speak about his experience. Um, like I said, if you haven't seen the documentary, you really need to check it out. Um, it's on Hulu Aftershock. He's also um, been a, a big advocate in, in, um, on maternal health 
him and um his his mother-in-law um shamani um so i would say yeah check it out and you will also get to meet the sd4s team when yes. you come to the fundraiser our board members our our beautiful staff um all families that we've supported community partners i myself will give a little speech I don't know how that's going to turn out, but you know. <laughs> you're going to be fine. And of course, listeners, I will be there. And, and Carlos will be coming. We got a babysitter. We're excited. It's red and black attire. I got a fancy dress, Cindy, for Asheville. We'll see how it goes. And please, if you something. can, and if you can't, if you can't attend, please consider donating. All donations, you know, will be going towards the work, towards yes. providing pay for our doulas, being able to support a family. Um, we have different levels, or even just support the work because advocacy is huge, and we have to travel so and and do these things to make sure our state, in a whole, is taken care of. Um, and all burdening families within our state, and do some research. You know, do some research on the maternal health crisis uh -huh. that's going on in the United States. Right now, the CDC just put out a report that our maternal health crisis has increased. So there are more lives being lost. So uh -huh. like, and and this work is one of one of those areas where it's not properly funded. So right. um, if you can advocate in any way, if you need more information, please reach out to me, um, Cindy at sisterscanforsisters.org. Or you can give me a call. You know, I, I don't mind. I take phone calls when I can. 828-620-9828. Please just, you know, do something to support this work because um, this is important for our families and our communities. Absolutely. And that is Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, Caring, and with four, the number four, sisters.org. Sisters Caring for Sisters.org. Cindy, thank you so much. We are to the end of the show. I know it's starting to get busy in the background because you're um, at the Capitol building. So I just want to thank you for doing the work that you're doing, for continuing to do the work. We appreciate you so much. And again, listeners, thank you for tuning into bizradio.us. Please come back, same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edward show and Cindy, I will see you on April 29th. Thank you. I'll see you too. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.